0: covering everything in the south and beyond we are the y'all show and we're back here for another two hours of discussion about the coronavirus we've got acc sports news to get to later this hour thanks to jonathan life of cbs sports digital and the 24 7 sports network hour two today we'll start it off with hashtag hullabaloo a few virus related things to pass along but some other things like a discussion on waffle house locations go ahead mark it down so we don't have to accuse you of cheating later tell me what state by more than double the number of franchisees what state has more waffle house locations than any other state and for a bonus what state comes in number two yeah we'll have the answer to all that And Waffle House, by the way, with more than 2,000 locations across the U.S. right now. So we'll have all that as part of Hashtag HuddleBlue. See, we have fun here on the Y'all Show, even though a lot of people are on edge right now. Also, in hour two, it's Precious Harris dropping by with her Nashville Music Line. As she'll report on the coronavirus, how it's impacting Music Row, Lower Broadway, and more. We'll have all that plus some history related things today a big day in country music history for three different reasons and we'll share all that with you in our entertainment spotlight with precious harris nashville music line we will get to the headlines of the country in the next segment including some coronavirus information our number 803-816-1170 our website you com. You can reach us on the website, of course, anytime you want. You can reach us at that number to text or call anytime, 24-7-803-816-1170. Let's go ahead this hour and start off, though, talking politics. Joe Biden is on a roll, and if he hasn't thrown in the towel yet, he's going to. Bernie Sanders, stick a fork in him, he's done. And his movement is probably done as well. After Tuesday's thumping in the Sunshine State, it's pretty obvious Joe Biden will be your Democratic nominee for president in 2020. We're still counting a few of the votes, as they always do in the Sunshine State, but it was essentially a 40% thumping of Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders, with Biden getting about 62% of the vote and Sanders around 23% of the vote. An amazing 40-point win in Florida alone. Oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Biden also picked up a big win in Illinois and likely going to come out in Arizona as well. But the big news from a delegate standpoint, there's just no way Bernie Sanders can catch up. This one's over, and Bernie Sanders may try to say it's about a movement he's going to try to stay on, but it it, it can't happen. And so it looks like Democratic primary voters are going with what they are familiar with in this last two weeks, starting with South Carolina and what happened there. As expected, Joe Biden was going to do well there. But boy, he he did above expectations that Saturday two weeks back. And then he picked it up again the following week. Or yes, the Tuesday after South Carolina with the Super Tuesday victories all over the South, including Texas, by the way, and even one in Minnesota in addition to other southern states like Tennessee and North Carolina and Virginia, and now backed it up again with this March 17th St. Paddy's Day thumping of Bernie Sanders in places like Illinois and, more importantly, from a delegate standpoint, the state of Florida. Now, one thing from exit polls and such coming out of Tuesday's vote, a majority of Democratic primary voters say they support replacing private health insurance with a government plan essentially changing the way we know obamacare works and going more to this i guess it would be the single-payer way of doing it aka socialism is that what i'm hearing from the democratic primary voters they also in a poll they prioritize a candidate who can unite the country amidst something like a coronavirus outbreak that we're having right now so the democratic race A little bit of surprise that it would be kind of over with here before we turn the page to April. We thought this thing uh, three weeks ago prior to South Carolina was headed to a contested convention in Milwaukee this summer. First of all, who's to say there's even going to be a convention for Republicans or Democrats? All of this might get postponed. There'll still be an election in November, but Joe Biden makes the Democratic Party a lot more at ease knowing that it looks like he's going to be the nominee and there won't be a whole lot of fighting and infighting going on heading into the 2020 general election in November because this guy isn't just pulling this out here by the skin of his teeth. He's winning pretty big in some pretty big states like Florida. And for goodness sakes, he won in Michigan the other day. And he won. He even won Washington State, as we just announced that on Tuesday's y'all show. How can Bernie Sanders claim to be any kind of presence for a presidential candidate when he can't even win the the soft targets the washington states and such this one's over as i said joe biden congratulations to him and his campaign what a comeback for him but he's still got a long way to go before november when he goes up against president trump and as a lot of the pollsters say right now as the coronavirus is front and center President Trump, he gets the bully pulpit. He is in front of the cameras just about every day talking. And ultimately, if this thing turns around, and we hope it does, that that will only strengthen the president's effort to get reelected. Of course, if it's a disaster, it will only weaken his effort to be reelected. That is a quick look at politics to start out here on today's Y'all Show. We've got more coronavirus news we'll get to in the next segment, plus other headlines from around the southeast you don't want to miss it plus we've got a double dumb person to tell you about we need some laughter in our lives and we've got just the dummy to tell you about in our headlines as we scan the southeast and we'll do that after this break
1: asthma symptoms can
0: attack anywhere like on a
1: city street
2: Well, look who's home. How was your day, hun?
3: Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting.
2: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
3: Purple mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm
2: just a mattress doing my job.
3: You're more than that, you're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam, your non toxic hyper elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
2: If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for
4: a full refund.
3: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress.
4: Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier Mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text
5: and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Here are three things about Vistaprint business cards. Which do you think is true? One, our business cards are now edible. Two, our business cards now come with sound effects. Three, our business cards now ship for free. Yep, it's three. All Vistaprint business cards now ship free. And that goes for any style and quantity. You pick the style, the shape, and the paper. The result is a card you're proud to hand out. So visit Vistaprint.com for free shipping on all business cards in any style and any quantity. Just use promo code 1000. That's Vistaprint.com. Promo code 1000.
0: And we're back here on the show covering everything Southern and our continuing coverage of the coronavirus continues now. And I could easily spend the next 20 minutes going through numbers all over the nation, all over the South of the rising numbers of coronavirus patients, COVID-19 patients. You pick the word, the China virus, as the president called it, I think on Tuesday at a press conference there at the White House. It's an ugly thing that keeps growing and growing. I want to tell you right now just about one of our counties, a county near and dear to a lot of us, especially if you like country music. We'll be going to this county in the next hour. Precious Harris is standing by in Nashville with her Nashville Music Line report. But Nashville and Davidson County in Tennessee have now reported 31 cases, confirmed 31 cases of coronavirus. And that's up six in just the last 24 hours. The health department there said the age ranges for the confirmed cases in Nashville range from ages 11 up to 73 years old. Two patients are hospitalized and all others are self-isolating at home and have mild and manageable symptoms. That's great news as the health department adds the best prevention from contracting the coronavirus continues to be taking steps to stop the germs, the the five as we told you on Tuesdays y'all show not that show on Fox News no the five the five would be to wash your hands to sneeze or cough into your elbow don't touch your face if you are if you feel like you're sick stay at home stay out of the way of everybody and then the other one is stay at least three feet away from people so you've got the the hands the elbow the face the feet and the feel the five steps to help stem this coronavirus spread as in tennessee as we told you 31 cases in the state capital of nashville 73 total cases in the volunteer state right now and that number of course going up in tennessee and across the southeast here as we deal with it now on the other side of the state of tennessee in west tennessee specifically in memphis the native son, the hero of Memphis, Justin Timberlake. He's donated money and a little money and time to help out the COVID-19 pandemic as the singer has donated to the food pantries around the Memphis area. He put a link out on his Twitter account, the link below, if you're looking for ways to donate or volunteer in your own community. Stay healthy, stay calm, and help everyone stay fed. Spread the word as he's donating to the Mid-South Food Bank an organization in the Memphis area that's helping save people by helping them assemble and deliver non-perishable food in the Mid-South so families can be prepared to stay home. Every little thing helps. Those are the words of Justin Timberlake. And he's helping out his native West Tennessee and Memphis area with the Mid-South community helping with the Mid-South Food Bank. And check out his effort. If you have a chance to go to the Mid-South Food Bank's social media presence, now in the memphis area and throughout the south we're seeing schools provide meals as buses are going around giving students food i find that a little bit far-fetched quite honestly if the kids are having to stay home that means the parent has to stay home so why doesn't the parent just cook for the kid at home or better yet if if the government's going to go around giving free meals via school buses and other ways to kids isn't that helping to spread the virus Uh, taking the financial aspect out of the equation don't you want to limit everything i mean if we if we're going to truly beat this thing according to some of the experts we truly have to be isolated for a couple of weeks and having buses and delivery methods going around with free meal distributions just doesn't seem to me the smartest thing out there but sometimes the smartest people don't get a chance to be heard in situations like this not sure how smart you are or just how wild you are if you made it to the beaches of florida here this week a lot of people had plans to go on cruise ships for their spring break and after the cruise line industry essentially shut down over the last week people decided well you know what instead of getting on that big boat and heading off to somewhere exotic we'll just stay in the state of florida and go off to places like panama city beach or destin and other places so you've seen a large number of southerners and people outside of the south make their way to the beaches of florida in the last couple of days unfortunately the governor of florida has closed down restaurants so that has made the stay A little bit not so enjoyable for people visiting Florida this week and with these guidelines set up by the president on Monday that people should follow to help further to prevent the further spread of COVID-19 that means you shouldn't be gathering in groups of large people more than 10 people is what the president urged and frankly as I just said we don't need to be getting around anybody if we can help it although realistically i don't see how that's happening but officials are encouraging social distancing and that's not going too well on the beaches of florida right now in clearwater beach this week it was a beautiful spring break day but if you saw the photo of of the beach there at clearwater beach it looked like any other spring break day people were everywhere people soaking up the sun pouring on the suntan oils and a beautiful sight unfortunately unfortunately Not exactly what the president or others are looking for to help stem the spread of COVID-19. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida has left it to local communities to decide how they're going to restrict the access to the beach. But I know, again, not only on the Gulf Coast there in the Tampa-St. Pete area, but around the Panhandle, you've got a lot of spring breakers going to the beaches there. Even in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, they've had a lot of people flock to the beaches there. But the mayors of those two cities, one of which Miami, the city, not Miami Beach, but the city... Of Miami Mayor actually contracted coronavirus and is in quarantine. But Miami Beach and Fort Lauderdale mayors they announced that they will be enforcing beach closures due to the spread of coronavirus. And it's it's a rough deal out there, especially for those who had time off to go have some fun here for the next week or so for spring break. The bad news is you might not be able to hang out at your favorite beach for a couple of days and be around big crowds. The good news, Spring Breakers, if this is good news for you, most of you don't have to go back to school. You've got to do online assignments. But for most of you, the traditional going to a classroom for the next six weeks and wrapping up the semester, most of our college campuses around the South, are. they've pretty much essentially said that they're not going to go back to that traditional form for the rest of the semester, and they're going to be online only, which I don't know how well that'll happen. Maybe... Maybe just maybe we'll find out that we that's, that people don't need to go to college. They don't need to go to online classes. Go to college, and and we we just got to get through this thing. Now let's look at Alabama, and in Alabama, health department officials there announced that restrictions for the coronavirus could last three to four months, as state health officer Doctor Scott Harris gave an update on the coronavirus. And he says that these measures to limit coronavirus and the spread of it could be necessary for these forthcoming months, although information was limited because the particular virus was not known to occur in humans before December. And on Monday, Jefferson County, where Birmingham is, announced new restrictions on restaurants, bars, private schools, daycares, and nursing homes. And on Tuesday, St. Patty's Day, Governor Kay Ivey announced that restrictions would extend it. Shelby County just south of Birmingham to Tuscaloosa County to Blount, St. Clair, and Walker Counties where Jasper is. And all those counties surround Jefferson County. Alabama, as of Tuesday morning, had 36 confirmed cases, 20 of which were in Jefferson County where Birmingham is. And right now that thing seems to be getting a little bit out of control in central Alabama. We wish everybody in that portion of the state the best as they deal with this but again according to Alabama state health officer scott harris this could go on for a couple of months and nobody wants to hear that but people are just trying to trying to sort through this mess now in maryland they weren't supposed to have a primary yesterday like they did in florida they're going to have a primary now be moved from april 28 through the 2nd of june that was the announcement of Governor Larry Hogan as he's postponed Maryland's April 28th primary, but said the state is moving forward with a vote-by-mail special general election April 28th to fill the congressional seat left vacant by the death of Elijah Cummings. So more than just the presidential race on the ballot in Maryland here when they do have a vote as maryland is the latest state to postpone primary elections we've already seen kentucky georgia louisiana and most recently louisiana decide to postpone their primary the republican governor hogan said his two main priorities for keeping marylanders safe and the other is to protect their constitutional right to vote hogan said maryland has confirmed 57 cases of the coronavirus and that's a 54 percent increase from just the day before and that's in Maryland, we tell you about. But again, right now, if you're a Maryland listener to the program, your primary has been pushed back from April 28th to at least June 2nd. Unfortunately, we can't guarantee any of these dates. We're just taking a wild guess that this coronavirus will be going downward by the time June 1st rolls around. We we sure hope so. Well, it, we've just eclipsed the midway point of March And so we know within a week, or rather within a month, you're supposed to be filing your federal taxes, right? April 15th? The deadline? The dreaded April 15th? Well, it was just announced, the Trump administration says, individuals and businesses are going to be allowed to delay paying their 2019 tax bills for up to 90 days past that April 15th deadline. The extension announced Tuesday is an effort to inject up to $300 billion into the economy at a time when the coronavirus seems to be going going crazy and causing a recession stephen mnuchin the Treasury secretary said individuals will be able to delay paying up to a million dollars in payments corporations will be able to defer payment on up to 10 million dollars so for this news to come out again from mnuchin it could be a very necessary thing here and something you don't mean be- you got enough problems to worry about with the coronavirus perhaps that 90 day reprieve will help you not worry about taxes for a while who needs to worry about that right now although you'd think with all the plans to give people money like the administration's trying to do like a thousand dollars per adult is what it's expected and all of the other people who are not going into work for this coronavirus you'd think we need all the money we can get which includes collecting taxes more to come on that for sure Now to the world of entertainment. Lyle Wagner, who was on the Carol Burnett show, also was on the TV series as superhero Wonder Woman's partner on that 1970s series, Wonder Woman. Lyle Wagner has died at the age of 84. Although born in Kansas, he spent a large part of his life in the state of Missouri as he went to college in Missouri, graduated at Washington University in St. Louis. He graduated high school in Kirkwood, missouri and most of his life spent in excelsior springs missouri lyle wagner dying at the age of 84 an actor and a sculptor busy in hollywood for a long time starting with 1966 film swamp country i don't think i saw that one but also a lot of work in films a lot of work In TV, for example, he appeared in a Gunsmoke episode from 1966 playing the role of Akins on the Wishbone episode, in case you're a Gunsmoke aficionado, you may be aware of that, and then for about seven years he was on the Carol Burnett show where he played a whole bunch of characters on that very successful TV series, and then he was also, as I said, in the Wonder Woman series as he played Colonel Steve Trevor in that series on television wonder woman linda carter starring in that role but lyle wagner starring alongside her linda carter but by the way did you realize she's 68 years young and still looks fantastic an arizona native wonder woman linda carter but unfortunately her sidekick there on the 70s tv show wonder woman passing away lyle wagner dead at the age of 84 another hollywood star has died Stuart whitman has died at the age of 92 he's an oscar nominated actor and he played a lot of different roles throughout his career as a character actor and was in hundreds of film and tv productions and he was in the 1961 drama the mark in which he played a pedophile He's died at the age of 92, died of natural causes. Now, one of the movies that he was in was really, it's my favorite movie of all time. The 1961 movie, I think, is when this one came out, The Longest Day, about D-Day, June 6th. And he was in that. I think he played an officer in that movie. He also was in The Sound and the Fury. The movie 10 North Frederick also worked on Murder, She Wrote and the fbi and was also early in his role career he was in uh what was the name of that tv series i saw it earlier i think it was maybe Ma- uh, maverick or something like that he was in one of the 1950s tv shows a real character actor again passing away at the age of 92 this week actor Stuart whitman Now, as the coronavirus has caused shortages in our stores, from grocery stores not having toilet paper to some of the other stuff we all need to do to try to stay healthy and keep this virus from spreading, we're seeing distillers around the country switch over from making beer to doing something that I didn't know you could do with a brewery. (laughs) They're making hand sanitizers, and Kiln, Mississippi's own Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company is the latest to switch over and do that as they put a release out this week saying we have our own handcrafted hand sanitizer it's an alcohol-based spray not gel for sale in the tap room we have 24 ounce spray bottles but we prefer that you bring your own container to fill we will be producing several gallons a day i know there's also beer distillers in north carolina that have done the exact same thing as their I guess seeing the demand, it's almost like what they did in World War II when industry switched over from making something they did normally to doing something for the war effort. And that's what a couple of these distillers are doing right now across the Southeast. The Lazy Magnolia Sanitizer can be bought pre-packaged for $20, or you can bring, as they said, your own container. And if you do that, you can purchase it for 75 cents per ounce. The water is being sold for a dollar per bottle at the brewery, And that's located, in case you're in South Mississippi, located at 7030 Roscoe Turner Road in Kiln, Mississippi. And if Kiln, Mississippi sounds familiar to you, it just also happens to be, in addition to being the hometown of Lazy Magnolia Brewing, it also happens to be the home of Green Bay Packers and Southern Miss Golden Eagle great quarterback Brett Favre. So you can get some far of hand sanitizer, although it doesn't have that on the label. But good to know that not only is Lazy Magnolia helping out in the effort right now with this crisis going on, but again, many, many other micro breweries, they're kind of pitching in here with their efforts to make hand sanitizers, of all things. Well, if you saw the movie Wedding Crashers, as I did, one of the funniest movies to come out of Hollywood in a long, 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 long time. One of the great lines of that movie it's when the fellows went over to the sort of plantation home there in the Maryland area and all right off the Chesapeake. And they got into a touch football game and it actually ended up being a tackle football game. Now that I think about it, because old Bradley Cooper's character got the heck beat out of him. So did Vince Vaughn's. And one of the great lines of that football game is crab cakes in Maryland. That's crab cakes. That's what foot cra- wait, wait, wait. I got it all wrong. See, I'm never good with movie quotes crab cakes and football that's what Maryland does I think I'm right on that okay the Maryland football part other than winning the national championship back in the 1950s the Terps have not been exactly a power football program since that time some 70 years ago now although they did have a pretty good run when coach Friesian was there in college Park, leading the Terps around 2000-2001 Very good couple of years there for Maryland football. Never could win a national championship, though. I think they won an ACC title, I think. It's been a long time ago since Ralph Regan was the coach of the Maryland Terrapins. So the football thing, definitely questionable. Although NFL-wise, you got to hand it to it. The the Baltimore Ravens have only been playing in D.C. or, Or rather, the Baltimore Ravens have only been playing in Maryland since the mid 90s and they've already won two Super Bowl championships and that other team that plays in Maryland the Washington Redskins well they've been irrelevant in football for a couple of decades so we won't hold that that's Washington DC's team right Maryland I know the stadium's technically in I think Landover but Maryland's true football team in the NFL at least the Baltimore Ravens well, the football thing, again, we're questionable about Maryland for you that, but we're not questioning you on crabs and crab legs and all the other fun stuff that goes on in Maryland's great history. Well, how about this story coming out of Westminster, Maryland? A woman there has been convicted of assaulting a grocery store in a theft in which she really nearly ran over an employee with her car. And the Carroll County State Attorney's Office there in Maryland says 27-year-old Shayna Front has now been sentenced to six years in jail for first-degree assault. And the reason this is happening is she's known as the crab-leg bandit. As Front took over $200 worth of food from a grocery store last year, she noticed an employee taking pictures and nearly hit him with her car. Her attorney called the sentence excessive because the employee wasn't hurt. She nearly hit him with a car, and her attorney says it was excessive. But here she is again getting sentenced to six years in jail, for first degree assault, all because of the fact that she's a crab leg bandit. And Shayna Front, you're going to have some good times not eating crab legs in a prison there in Maryland real soon. And that, a little bit of a, a smile perhaps for a, a m character here, the dummy of the day. And we need some dummies of the day with all this other coronavirus headlines taking up the stories here on the y'all show we need need to have a little bit of a goofy and this is like a regular story we're telling about this kind of stuff you hear normally in florida but this case it's happening in westminster maryland the crab leg bandit so long send her down river for a couple years after trying to hurt someone all over taking crab legs from the local grocery store Well, that wraps up our look at headlines across the Southeast here on today's Y'all Show. We're going to take a look at the ACC. When we come back, Jonathan Leifheit's going to be on with us, and he's going to tell us what's going on in the shuttered ACC. That's right. Officially announced, no more ACC sports at all for the spring semester. My goodness, what are we going to do? We'll get a take on that and some football news from Jonathan Leifheit, all coming up in our Atlantic Coast Conference Spotlight, and it's up next.
2: Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon?
3: Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting.
2: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
3: Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm
2: just a mattress, doing my job.
3: You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
2: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
3: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress. Spring
4: into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier Mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Asthma symptoms can
1: attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs)
0: the louisville cardinals your 2020 unofficial national champions of college baseball and heck we'll just go ahead and throw in college basketball and every other sport if you men's and women's basketball why not it's the y'all show it's time now for our acc report jonathan Lifide, 24 7 sports is on with us also cbs sports digital Jonathan, what a crazy, crazy week it's been since we last spoke with you. And the latest in this crazy week comes out of the ACC conference office as they've canceled the rest of the 2019-2020 spring sports season. No play, no practice, no nothing.
7: No nothing. Yeah, um, it's going to make a – Uh, It's going to make some people's lives really difficult that are going to look for content in terms of what they're going to be doing for the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah,
0: like the Y'all Shows ACC report.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to be sitting at each other twiddling our thumbs a little bit. But, you know, there's a few things that are going on. I mean, they haven't canceled football season yet. Um, They canceled spring football, but they hadn't canceled that. So there's a little bit to talk about. Um, I, I I have kind of been laughing a little bit about how there's going to be a lot of places that are going to be having a Throwback Thursday every day of the week for about the next three or four months. So uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, kind of retrospectives, uh, a lot of speculation. It's just gonna uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of a uh, what kind of content gets generated out there.
0: And with that in mind, Jonathan, your homework assignment between now and next week. Speaking of throwback assignments. You're going to have to break down the Georgia Tech-Cumberland football game and come up with a game plan for Cumberland to come out on top of that one.
7: Uh, yeah, that'll work out real well, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> of course, the most famous score in the history of college football, 200 and what to nothing, Jonathan? 222 to nothing. That's what I thought. I, didn't want to, I don't want to shortchange the jackets or whatever they were called, maybe the golden hurricane at that time golden tornado golden tornado sorry my apologies tulsa golden tornado before they became the yellow jackets jonathan mike cheshevsky has what he calls tremendous empathy for duke's seniors as all coaches are now that we know that the whole darn season has been shut down and espn had a chance to catch up with the duke coach and he also went on twitter recently to express his empathy for his athletes and and mostly the seniors as he says that one of the gifts that their country has is to make everybody feel better and march madness made people feel better and with no march madness these duke players won't have the opportunity to play for that national championship and provide a lot of great memories but duke basketball putting out a nice little video thanks for the memories and coach k also weighing in and that sentiment of course not just at duke all acc teams feeling the feeling the little bit of the the bittersweet end of the season
7: yeah i mean uh well i mean it's across the country as well i mean uh kansas is like trying to claim themselves a national championship even though they didn't actually win it just because they were number one going in so all kinds of kind of crazy stuff like that going on
0: well speaking of georgia tech it brings up a good question jonathan georgia tech self-imposed a post ban prior to all these cancellations have you heard anything about whether they're going to have to redo this in the future, or will that stick for now and they won't they won't be suspended next year?
7: Uh, as far as I know, that will stick because guess what? They did, in fact, uh, miss the postseason. They skipped the ACC tournament. So they did, in fact, uh, serve an actual penalty for that. And uh, so from that perspective, uh, th- there shouldn't be any issue. If they come back and say it, then I think there'll be a lot of people that'll be like kind of raising their eyebrows about about giving them yet another penalty.
0: Mm-hmm. Would the Jackets have played that opening day?
7: Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Would the
0: Jackets and Josh Passner's team, would they have played that opening day of the ACC tournament?
7: Yes. Uh, actually, I think they would have played the second day. Okay.
3: Because
7: um, uh, they were the fifth seed.
0: Had there been their entry into it, they would have been the fifth seed. Okay, but they chose to sit out. A blast from ACC Pass, Jonathan. We were just talking about Louisville to start this segment. Rick Patino, he's saying oh. that he deserve he says he deserved to be fired by Louisville and coach Patino, the former Louisville and Kentucky and Boston Celtics coach too, has a new job coaching at Iona, not Iowa, Iona. But what do you think about him coming out and now saying he deserved to be fired by the U of L?
7: Well, it's about time he uh, he finally admitted his role in all of that. Maybe he didn't pay it. Maybe he didn't authorize it. Maybe he didn't, uh, you know, participate. But you know what? It was his program. And at the end of the day, if you've got stuff like that going on, it's your business to know what's happening in your program. And if you don't, well, shame on you.
0: Again, he'll be coaching. I don't know when and if the 2020 slash 2021 season ever. Ever begins we hope that certainly is 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 not going to happen we want everything to get back to normal as soon as possible and one guy that hopes things get back to normal for his career is Landers Nolly Virginia Tech's leading scorer this past season he's announced Jonathan that he's going to be leaving Blacksburg and taking his talent elsewhere what do you know about Landers Nolly of the Hokies
7: so uh, it was actually he almost transferred uh, last year uh, following uh, uh, Buzz Williams leaving, uh, he put his name in the transfer portal. I, I suspect he just didn't get the uh, um, the interest he was looking for, so he came back. Had a really good season. Uh, I think the big thing is 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 they've got him kind of p- playing more of. A, I'm going to say an inside post position, and he really thinks that his future in the NBA is more out in the wing, and so he's wanting to play out there. So this is a case of what he wants to do is not lining up with what the coaches want him to do
0: mm-hmm. do you remember how he stacked up I don't know if all the honors have come out yet but it, would he have been on like an all ACC team this year
7: I think he I, I don't recall if, um specifically where he was at but he was certainly uh certainly a, a borderline kind of you know maybe a third team kind of kind of guy I just don't remember where, where he fell in that I believe his name was on the list so I just don't remember where
0: Landers Nolly, a Georgia native, came to Blacksburg after offers from Oklahoma State, the Bulldogs of Georgia, and the Illinois Fighting Illini, and now considering going to some of these other schools as he's going to be switching out of Blacksburg coming to a school near you, perhaps we'll let you know the latest on that now to women's college basketball and the final poll for the women came out this week and South Carolina by far was the number one team in women's college basketball as they got 26 of 30 first place votes. Oregon came in at number two from the ACC perspective. As I was bragging earlier about Louisville, the U of L checks in in this final regular season poll for women's college basketball at number six. Congratulations to NC State. They're at number eight in this final poll for women's college basketball. Other ACC teams include Florida State as the Knowles checking in at number 19. Not exactly the blue bloods you would normally expect in the top 25 of women's college basketball out of the ACC, the basketball blue bloods. But still, very good seasons for Louisville and NC State, which won its first ACC tournament for the first time in about 25, 26 years when they held that in Greensboro prior to everything getting shut down. Now, Jonathan, college baseball has been officially shut down along with all the other spring sports. And if we look back at the last top 25 poll, and I wasn't kidding about this to start the segment. Louisville well florida's ranked number one but we'll go ahead and give louisville the crown dan mcdonald's ball club number two in the division d1 baseball.com top 25 poll and since they won't be playing anymore acc baseball let me give a little bit of love to the rest of the acc members who were in this top 25 before the season came to a a very very surprising halt the miami hurricanes are at number seven duke great job there in durham as the devils at number 10 in this poll in NC State checks in at number 11. FSU, the younger Martin, taken over there this year, and they were at number 15 when everything kind of came crashing down. And then the Clemson Tigers are at 24. The Virginia Cavaliers at 25 in the D1 baseball poll. Jonathan, I know we talked about this earlier with you, I think last week. I didn't really expect college baseball to be completely shut down. You thought that maybe a month or two from now they could get something going but they just went ahead and shut everything down as we said earlier and i hate to see
7: that yeah it was it was a little bit surprising i mean especially uh, you know uh, in my opinion you know given college baseball is not really a contact sport or baseball period is not really a contact sport so i I felt like they probably could have played it even if they had just decided "Eh, we're not going to put any of the let any fans in to see the games but i guess they decided that the risk was just too great for all of it but you know i would have liked to have seen them restarted after about 30 days or so
0: those darn lawyers always seem to kind of get in the way don't they jonathan (laughs)
7: I'm sure there was some involved in
0: this. (laughs) Well, let's move on to something a lot more fun to talk about, something that we think actually is going to happen, and that's the 2020 ACC football season. And Athlon Sports came out way, way long time ago. We just kind of skipped past this because, well, we had other things on our mind at the time. But I'm going to revisit it here on the Y'all Show ACC report as they put out their early ACC predictions for 2020. And this was right at the end of the 2019 season. No surprise. They've got Clemson as the likely winner of the Atlantic Division here this fall. They have, a little bit of a surprise to me, Scott Satterfield in his second year, they've got the Louisville Cardinals projected to be the number two team out of the Atlantic division. FSU and Mike Norvell at three in this division. Wake Forest at four. NC State, Dave Doran's team trying to rebound after a tough four and eight record last year. They've got them there at the five position. Syracuse at six. And then the Boston College Eagles as they've got a new coach and Jeff Halfley. They are in seven. Jonathan, thoughts on the Atlantic Division prognostications from Athlon Sports?
7: Yeah, not too surprised. I mean, you know, uh, I felt like Wake Forest really, uh, um, they've really kind of proven that they could be a a pretty good team. Uh, Dave Claussen's done a great job. So, them at number four, uh, not a big surprise. FSU may still be getting by on, on their past name and and just the recruiting rankings. But uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of the transition this coming year uh, for them and where they go. And and then Louisville, wow, they they really overachieved uh, relative to expectations, so it's not surprising to see them come in and uh, there at number two. And, of course, as we mentioned, Clemson number one. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. We all know why.
0: Mike Norvell, a darn good coach in his time leading the Memphis Tigers. When he comes into Tallahassee this fall, is his cupboard bare, or does he have a lot of good players to work with there at in Tallahassee at FSU?
7: Uh, he still has some talent there. I, I think the biggest issue for him is going to be on their offensive line, which has just not been good for quite a while. So that's, that's one thing I think he'll have to address. But, you know, otherwise, um, he's got some talent there. Maybe quarterback is another place that he's still uh, – Still got some work to do. It might be it might be young, but by and large the rest of the, the rest of the squads are you know, they're, they're there's some talent there. So um, he won't be completely bare, but he does have some some issues right on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Well Coach Norvell's predecessor along Highland and the University of Memphis was Justin Fuente. And last year he somehow managed to get his Hokies into the postseason after, well, letting a game a couple of games kind of slip out of their control. Virginia Tech, according to Athlon Sports, projected to be the coastal division champions here in 2020. They got the hokies mm-hmm. at one. The UNC Tar Heels, a great turnaround last year for Mac Brown and his return to Chapel Hill. UNC projected to be number two. The Miami Hurricanes at three. The Pitt Panthers, a little bit of surprise there. Pat Narduzzi's bunch picked to be fourth in this. The defending Coastal champions, the Virginia Cavaliers, who last year by winning the Coastal, They were the final piece of the puzzle, Jonathan, out of the Coastal Division to never have appeared in the championship game, and Virginia did that last year, so I guess we're back to whoever won it the first time around. Georgia Tech and Jeff Collins, rough year. The Jackets picked to be sixth in the Coastal, and David Cutcliffe's Duke Blue Devils picked seventh in the Coastal. Your observations on what to expect out of the Coastal here in 2020.
7: Well, it, uh, my observations on what to expect out of the out of the coastal are, are the same as it's been. You mentioned uh, that Virginia was the last of the of the teams to, to make an appearance. Well, it also represented seven teams in seven years. <laughs> so uh, it's not just been a case of uh, you know, it, it, you know, one team stinking it up more than you know this this way or the other. It's it's been every every team has had their year, and so. Are all there now. I'm not very convinced, and I'm not a big believer in uh, Fuente at, at Virginia Tech. So, um, if he somehow manages to uh, to, to win the division, um, it won't be a, a big surprise. But it would be a surprise to me that, that there's just so much parity in the coastal side um, that it's really tough to kind of pick any one. I'd also be surprised if we saw Miami step up. I, I'm not sure that Manny Diaz. We'll have to see kind of what he what his squad can do on the offensive side. But those two are kind of the ones that stand out to me as yeah, maybe not. But, you know, with the coastal you never really know because I don't think the Sports Riders have ever successfully picked the uh, the winner since probably back in the you know uh 09 or so, <laughs> maybe 08 uh, I think is the last time that they probably got the right the right team uh, uh picked so it's been a long time uh, where nobody has understood or been able to predict who's going to win. In
0: 2019, Bronco hall's battling battalion of who's actually won the division, and more importantly, to get there, they get to Charlotte. They won against Virginia Tech for the first time in a couple of centuries, it seemed. Jonathan, yeah. if the Cavaliers would have lost that game at home to Virginia Tech, who would have represented the Coastal Division and the ACC Championship?
7: Uh, you know, I don't recall who it was to be honest with you. It might have been North Carolina, but okay. I'm pretty sure it was uh uh it was UVA or, or UNC. Um or no you know what? I do know who it was. It was Pitt. Yeah, I was thinking
0: it might have been Pitt. Who which It was Pitt. For Pitt's sake, Jonathan. That seems like a million years ago
7: i know it does (laughs) but the cavalier's going on since then
0: yes yes but luckily for the cavalier fans you you got your ticket to charlotte and you're drubbing by clemson which went on and as we know had another good postseason minus winning a national championship jonathan lifeite acc insider 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital thank you and keep it safe out there sir
7: you too uh Don't shake anybody's hands and and keep your hand sanitizer close.
0: And I will social distance myself from you. That wraps up our first hour of the Y'all Show. Coming back in hour two, we've got Hashtag Hobaloo and Precious Harris. That's all of the virus news and more coming out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's our Nashville Music Line. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show. continuing on with a show that covers everything going on in dixie this is the y'all show john Rawl, i'm your host and good to have you back on we're going to switch over from talking about all things coronavirus here in a little bit although i'm i'm sure unfortunately she's going to have a few coronavirus related stories to pass along straight from music city nashville tennessee precious harris our nashville music line report will be coming up in the next segment So y'all make sure you stick around for that. Our number, if you want to connect to us here on the Y'all Show via a text or a telephone call, we welcome all that feedback, 803-816-1170. We begin this hour of talking about the South with the humor side, front and center of our region. Okay, it's time now, ladies and gentlemen, for Hashtag Hullabaloo. Wednesday edition, quarantine edition, perhaps for some of you. And we're going to share some stuff. In fact, some of this has to do with the coronavirus, for goodness sakes. So oh, Lordy. Caitlin Stevens is on Twitter this week talking about COVID 19. At Caitlin LS is her handle on Twitter as she puts in her profile family, college ministry, books, a magical vacation planner. I don't know how much magical vacations you're planning right now caitlin stevens with essentially the whole world shut down for a few weeks but maybe you're making it and uh, if you are we're very excited for you keep her in mind if you're wanting to plan a magical vacation caitlin stevens well here's what she writes on twitter this week i'm trying to adjust my brain but i live in south georgia and pollen still makes me more nervous then the coronavirus. Hashtag pollen, hashtag allergies, hashtag coronapocalypse. I haven't seen that one put out as a hashtag before, but yes, Caitlin, this thing's hitting here in the south, right in the middle of the old pollen coming out, and the trees are starting to bloom a lot more than they have been. It's getting to be close to Easter, and yes, this means for a lot of you, it's a tough time of year, coronavirus or not. And for people like Caitlin Stevens, she says that, again, she's trying to adjust her brain, that pollen still makes her more nervous than this darn coronavirus. So we feel for you, Caitlin, and we feel for all of you who have allergic issues going on in this time of year because of pollen. And who who's to say that coronavirus and pollen could be a really awful combination? Perhaps you wouldn't normally have issues with something like coronavirus to be on the severe scale it would be a problem but not a severe problem when you mix that in with your respiratory issues of having pollen i'm not trying to scare you here this as she puts it her hashtag coronapocalypse but it's something to consider i don't know how much pollen they had in china when the chinese virus started in december but right now in the south we got we got trees a blooming we got pollen in the air and more coming. And also, unfortunately, coronavirus is here. We'll just have to get through it. Up next is a tweet from Castastic at C-A-S-T-A-S-T-I-C. Love that name. And they write in their Twitter profile, just your average convention working, fourth grade teaching, concert going, wanderlusting, daughter loving, small town Florida, southern nerd girl castastic let me read that profile again in case you missed any of that coming from this guaranteed southern nerd girl just your average convention working fourth grade teaching concert going wanderlustin', daughter loving small town florida southern nerd girl is castastic well here's what castastic put on twitter this week all the empty can aisles. Just prove the South only knows how to prepare for hurricanes. We're not losing power, people. You can bake some toti- Tostinos. To- or did you put Tostinos? I think it's, isn't it Tostinos? <laughs> okay, I could be wrong with that. Let me, let me look it up. We got to make sure we get all this right here on the Y'all Show. We we strive for journalism excellen- excellence. We got to be right. Is it, to- isn't it Tostinos? I, I thought it was. Maybe it is Totinos. Okay, it is Totino's. See, so it shows what I know. Totino's, brands of frozen pizza products that General Mills owns. Hey, while we're at it, let me tell you a little bit more about Totino's. Rose Totino and her husband Jim founded Totino's as a pizzeria in Minneapolis, Minnesota, way back in the early 1950s. And some news about this company last year it was announced that totino's would partner with activision and the call of duty franchise for in-game unlocks through purchases of totino's products okay i if you're a gamer i guess you know what we're talking about here but they make things like the totino's big party pizza and the family size pizza and all that will get you through the (laughs) coronavirus although if you go back to 2007 Totino's and Gino's brand pizza were recalled for E. coli contamination. That's the last thing we need right now is an E. coli issue here in the midst of this pandemic. But yes, Totino's, not from the South, but available in grocery stores all over Dixie. And I appreciate the information coming from Castastic about Totino's. And now I know it's not Tostino's. See, I, I've been zipping through the grocery store aisle and not paying attention. Frankly, I honestly, I don't eat If I can help it, a frozen pizza, I'm all about getting me a fresh Domino's pizza, which in most places in the South, you can get a really good three topping Domino's pizza with tax. It's going to set you back around $9 or less. That's for a, again, a Domino's huge three topping pizza. And I just would think it's got to be a little bit better for you than a frozen pizza But Totino's, I have had them. They're good. And as Castastic wants to tell us, and I'll read this again, all the empty can aisles, because evidently people were being selfish in her part of small town Florida and going there and buying all the Cokes and the water bottles and all the things there that you would normally get for a hurricane. And she says all the empty can aisles, they just proved the South only knows how to prepare for hurricanes. We're not losing power, people, which is true. As far as we know, coronavirus is not going to cause trees to blow over and people to be without electricity for a couple of months. That's a good thing, if anything, out of this coronavirus. But unfortunately, we're going to have a loss of life. And as she says, yes, don't just get your empty can or go get your cans full in this case and leave aisles of drinks empty just just get what you normally would get but also get you some food is what she's insinuating here also you can bake totinos as she's insinuated all right up next is a tweet from Nancy Rose at nrose 28367092 i wonder if that's her social security number surely to goodness i hope it's not in rose not in roads but in rose nancy rose on twitter and here's her profile just tell it like it is A no BS zone, anti liberals, a true Trump supporter and conservative autism advocate and educator and a proud Italian American is Nancy Rose. And on Twitter this week, here's what this proud Italian American, which in the South, we do have our pockets that go way, way back of Italian Americans who've settled here in this part of the world and have been great Italian Southern Americans. And we love them. Also, love their food. (laughs) And here's what she writes on Twitter this week. Nancy writes, God bless the people of the South where I live, very little unnecessary panic. Hashtag laid back. Hashtag go with the flow. Hashtag keep faith in the Lord. Hashtag love our patriots. And again, she's writing this. I don't know where she's located here in the South, but she says, God bless the people of the South, at least in her part of the South. People are not panicking, and that's always a good thing. Thank you, Nancy Rose, for sharing that with us here, you proud Italian-American slash Southerner slash Trump supporter you. Quizcal.com. We've shared some info from them in the past. They have a, a really fun site there. Perhaps that'll help you get through the boredom of the coronavirus. At Quizcal, you'll find them on Twitter. And they've got a, a new quiz, That I'm going to share a couple of the questions from that and if you don't mind this was this one this one goes out to all you ladies ladies of the south aka southern bells and thanks to quizcal.com here's a question for you are you a true southern bell and they've got a trivia question there they've got a trivia i guess series of questions here as part of their quizcal.com so you can take this quiz and find out if you're a true southern bell thanks to quizcal.com and i've only pulled a couple of the questions asked so you really need to go online to com if you're a woman and you want to find out are you a true southern bell and here are a couple of questions okay here's a great question to determine if you're a true southern bell and i don't know the answer because one thing i'm not is a southern bell i'm i fancy myself as a good old southern gentleman but i'm not a southern bell But if you're a Southern Belle or you want to be, you need to take this quiz at quizcal.com. And here are a few of the questions asked, okay? What's your fashion brand of choice? And they've got four answers for you here. So if you're a true Southern Belle, your fashion brand of choice is, is it Kate Spade, Lily Pulitzer, Mark Jacobs, or Michael Kors? Your fashion brand of choice. Who knew that you had to be one of those four? And only a guess one of those is the right answer to help to determine if you're a true Southern Bell. Again, Kate Spade, Lily Pilitzer, Mark Jacobs, or Michael Kors. The questions on that quiz from quizcal.com. Another question to ask. This is a true or false question. True or false? Monogram everything? And you got to admit, in the last 10 years, we've seen our Southern Bells. In some cases, go overboard with the monogramming, but if you tr- if you if you monogram everything, you need to answer this truthfully with a true or false answer, and that will help determine whether you're a true Southern Bill. Good question, though. This is another similar to a true/false question. It's the three-answer choice here. Did you grow up in a conservative/slash Republican family? Question mark, and the answers for you to choose from: yes, no, or kind of. I think, this is, again, my opinion here, the South's a pretty conservative place. And if you're trying to be a true Southern belle, how can you grow up in a liberal household? So, yeah, if you're a true Southern belle, chances are you you need to probably say yes. You grew up in a conservative household, a Republican household. If you grew up in the era of Ronald Reagan, you were proud of that here in the South. And uh, you, you, you indicate yes. And if you hit no, on that trivia question from quiz cow you might just flunk the southern bell quiz oh lordy lordy miss scarlet <laughs> up next and she was a southern bell although in real life olivia de Havilland, a darn english woman not a southern bell southern england maybe and the final question to share with us here from this southern bell trivia question from quiz is how do you address your elders And they've given you three choices here, and you need to pick the right one if you want to pass the true Southern Bell quiz here. So how do you address your elders, the choice? Yes, Mr. or no, Mrs. So you put in the Mr. and Mrs. You put yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Or do you address your elders as I don't address my elders? Well, that doesn't sound very Southern to me if i were guessing i would say yes ma'am and no ma'am that seems to be a little bit more southern than yes sir no sir or no ma'am no missus yes mister no miss no missus southerners like the ma'ams. in fact if you're a southerner i bet you especially if you've traveled out of this region before you've been called out on saying ma'am in fact it, when you go outside of the borders of dixie you almost feel like dropping not only the y'alls but you almost feel like saying yes, ma'am, no ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, just because some of the people probably don't like it, although some people probably dig it. They don't get the yes, ma'ams and no sirs and all the fun stuff that we're brought up if we're brought up Southern, at least. Uh, I think I might pass the Southern Bell quiz, but it's not up to me. This is for the ladies out there. Go to quizCow.com and take this question, this, this questionnaire Are you a true Southern Belle? All right, switch it over from the ladies to everybody. All y'all need to know about this next tweet that we found, courtesy of Andrew George at Andrew underscore George 3. And I love this. As Andrew writes, I've never seen so many Waffle Houses in one area before. Hashtag the South. So let's dive into Waffle House franchise locations, if you don't mind. First off, Andrew, very good question, very good statement here. Did you realize that Roswell, no, they're not out of Roswell. They're out of Norcross, Georgia. Waffle House is currently based in Norcross, Georgia, in the Atlanta area. And Waffle House, God bless them, they have 2,100 That's 2100, 2100, locations in 25 states now. Good old Waffle House. And I've got the breakdown of states. I want to take a wild guess which state has more Waffle Houses than any other state. And it's a, a number that I think is twice as many as its closest competitor. And it's a big state. It's the home state, Georgia. Georgia's got four hundred and thirty-nine Waffle House locations. So, from let's say Ringgold to Valdosta, from what is the name Bainbridge to tocoa from Savannah to Carrollton. See, I'm doing pretty good on my Georgia geography here. Give me, give me some cred. And all other points in between. You can find a Waffle House pretty much everywhere. Although there are huddle houses in Georgia. In fact, I think huddle house is also based out of Georgia. But Waffle House alone in Georgia, 439 locations. You can't miss out on scrambled, scattered, smothered, covered, and more in the state of Georgia. 439 locations. Now, what state checks in at number two in terms of Waffle House locations this one's going to be close it's going to be close the answer by just a handful of locations north carolina north carolina with 182 waffle house locations way to go old north state still well shy of half of the number of locations in georgia north carolina with 182 waffle houses and that's just enough to get them past the 173 locations that the great state of Florida has. Alabama, you got 154 locations. I meant to mention South Carolina. South Carolina, a small state, by the way, compared to these other states. I think South Carolina's about 25th or 26th in size when you compare, for example, Alaska. is the biggest state in the country. And little old Rhode Island would be the 50th state in land size. South Carolina's about halfway between the two, and it may be the smallest southern state. Although Arkansas could have could be giving them a run for the money. South Carolina, small as you are, 169 Waffle House locations. That's a lot. On Interstate 26, 77, I 20 and i'm missing Oh, 85 cuts across the upstate sure don't want to leave them out so south carolina you're doing well and of course interstate 95 stretching the coastline, and then all the other places that have them on uh, great towns across the palmetto state so south carolina 169 other southern states your waffle house tally are you ready for this as i think i said alabama's got 154 arkansas 44 waffle house locations The state of Kentucky currently has 63 Waffle Houses. Louisiana, 94. Maryland, 13. Need to step up there, Maryland. Although their neighbor to the north, Delaware, has three locations, that's the furthest north location you'll find of Waffle House. By the way, the current head coach of Georgia Tech's football team, Jeff Collins, a huge Waffle House lover, when he was the head coach at Temple in Philadelphia, he would actually drive into Delaware to go to that first in the south location of a first, and although Delaware is arguably in the south. He would go eat there regularly to have his Waffle House fix, a guy who drew, grew up in the Atlanta area. So that's a funny story there about Delaware's Waffle House. I got three of them in Delaware, the first state and okay okay maryland's got 13 mississippi you got 88 waffle house locations the show me state of missouri 40 locations of waffle house oklahoma has 16 waffle houses tennessee good old tennessee 130 locations you'd actually think tennessee would be doing a little bit better since it's such a wide and large state and it borders georgia the home of waffle house but only 130 locations in the volunteer state we, we we need to step that up waffle house the great state of texas 117 waffle house locations the commonwealth of virginia has 63 waffle houses and last but not least coronavirus is at least this last count we had is not found in west virginia thank goodness but west virginia you got six outbreaks of waffle houses you got six great locations of the delicious items on the Waffle House menu available at six locations in the Mountain State. And that is your Waffle House report here on this Y'all Show. Hashtag, i blue. Again, Norcross, Georgia-based Waffle House with 2,100 locations in 25 states and doing quite well in a large number of our great southern states in terms of the number of franchises. And of course, they're all doing well in terms of the food served up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, although some of those, change. that might not be the case right now with this crazy virus. That wraps up Hashtag Blue. Coming up next on y'all, our friend Precious Harris. She might be hanging, in fact, she and I went to a Waffle House not long ago in the Nashville area. I'd love to meet up with her again if that place is even open. There may be a, a mandate that it's closed here because of COVID-19. But Precious Harris, she's scattered, smothered, and covered in country music knowledge and And her report on all things country music, including the latest with coronavirus in Music City, is coming up next on The Y'all Show. Asthma
1: symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park... Or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
2: Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon?
3: Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting.
2: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
3: Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me.
2: Hey, I'm just a mattress, doing my job.
3: You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
2: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh... But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
3: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress.
4: Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier Mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Here are three
5: things about Vistaprint business cards. Which do you think is true? One, our business cards are now edible. Two, our business cards now come with sound effects. Three, our business cards now ship for free. Yep, it's three. All Vistaprint business cards now ship free. And that goes for any style and quantity. You pick the style, the shape, and the paper. The result is a card you're proud to hand out. So visit Vistaprint.com for free shipping on all business cards in any style and any quantity. Just use promo code 1000. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1000.
1: keep going a angling, Wants to call you on the telephone, baby. I give you a ring, but each time
8: it's out, I get the same old thing. Always no hooking of this, until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love up on no shelf. She said, don't hand me no lines and keep your hands to yourself.
0: Oh, some good Southern rock from the mid-80s, courtesy of the Georgia Satellites here on the Y'all Show, and a very appropriate song, Keep Your Hands to Yourself for what's going on right now. I want to thank our DJ, Mr. Precious, for recommending that song to be played here on today's Y'all Show. Speaking of Precious, yes, it's that time each and every week when we are joined by Precious Harris and our nashville music line report precious is the author of i know country that's got 366 daily country music questions and answers you can buy and instantly download your ebook copy whether you're quarantined or not at iknowcountry.com precious harris also is a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters the website collegeofsongology.com for all the good information there also, check out our website, NashvilleMusicLine.com, where her blog is posted each week. Also, her column, Nashville Music Line, posted at Y'all.com every week. And we're going to go to Music Row, or somewhere close by, assuming she's not quarantined. We're going to welcome in Precious Harris to the Y'all Show. Hello, Precious.
8: Hello, Dolly. How are you today?
0: Oh, I am. Uh, well, other than this whole coronavirus thing, which is just taking over the whole world, it looks like. Uh, other than that, we're just doing just dandy.
8: Well, me too. Thank goodness none of my kids were infected, and uh, so they're all good, Uh, and the hardest part is I think it's just the ones that are playing down on Broadway, and I'm sure y'all have seen the news if you're watching anywhere in Nashville on Facebook or any kind of internet feed that uh, it has hit Nashville with a bam a little bit harder because a lot of the musicians that play on Broadway lived in East Nashville, lost their homes to the tornado the f3 that hit uh, two weeks ago on march the third and uh, it's just a little crazy because now they've lost their jobs on broadway so it's a little doomy gloomy over the city so you know but some of them doing facebook lives and trying to make some money that way through what they call a virtual tip jar through venmo and some other ones which i thought is a pretty great idea so it's a little bit um crazy now like i said they've had to by order of the authority shut down um the bars on lower broadway davidson county and then the restaurant uh the sell of food of course they've had to, their maximum seating no more than you know 40 people are allowed in the restaurant um if they haven't already closed a lot of the the bars that really don't do a lot of food that does uh, that and then uh there's a a lot of the restaurants are completely closed like down on the where my office is at Tin roof is closed and some of the bars down there just to try to you know try to keep this thing at a a minimum right now for the next couple of weeks Um, schools being canceled online things like that so it's just a little bit more than what we anticipated i think when it started happening on monday
0: well this is going on all over the world but right here as we focus on music and nashville nashville getting hit pretty hard in fact we just reported in the first hour close to around 40 cases in davidson county alone already positive cases of the coronavirus and that doesn't count nearby williamson county which was the first county in tennessee to report the outbreak and unfortunately we're seeing this happen all over the state of tennessee and of course the rest of the south and the country for goodness sakes But you mentioned how restaurants are doing a shifting of capacity. They can't have more than 50% capacity and bar service limited to 50% capacity. All this subject to change. We've already seen a lot of cities shut down restaurants altogether or at least only offer a drive up option, which I saw precious on Tuesday evening. I was at a restaurant and I happened to look out when they went out to service someone with a pickup order. And even though you you think you're doing the right thing by pulling up and going through the restaurant that way, you still get within three feet of somebody precious. You still <laughs> likely to get the infection or get infected by this thing.
8: Yeah, it's. I think the worst part is worth, or you know, at least you have um, a, a a vaccination for the flu. You don't have a vaccination for this, so I think that's one of the biggest concerns. Is at least we know the flu season's coming in. This hit us in the middle of the, when flu season usually goes out mm-hmm. around March the first, and uh, and then now that everybody's wanting to get out, hopefully it will calm it down a little bit. It won't be because it is, like I said, within six feet of each other. But just from the time this past Saturday, I was downtown. I had before right before all Red closed its doors. I had a one of my clients from Oklahoma was there playing eleven a.m. to two p.m. because of course Nashville was expecting. 30,000, 40,000 people for the SEC games, you know. And, of course, 50% of the hotels canceled, things like that. But there were still people that had just needed to, like, I'm still going to Nashville. It's a good reason to get out of town. So the streets were pretty full at noon this past Saturday on Broadway. And then I leave tonight because I had to be at the office doing some last-minute things today. And all you see is just people leaving downtown that wasn't working from home. There's no taxi service. There's no Uber. It's just a really rough situation right now. And matter of fact, some of the bigger tours have been canceled and postponed. You know, Ten Pan South has been postponed. Um, A lot of the the touring roles, you know, uh, Dan and Shay, Reba, has all been postponed their tours. Zach Brown has. Dwight Yoakam. And now I heard that Loretta Lynn, you know, she's 87. Can you believe that? She's had a stroke and, and broken hip. She is quarantined not because she has the virus but because the doctors do not want her coming in contact with any infected visitors including some of the members of her own family i heard. Hmm.
0: Well, I wanna, so it's serious. I want to ask you about Dirk Bentley. I saw somewhere because he's like you mentioned Old Red in Nashville where you were this past weekend that's Blake Shelton's place. There on lower Broadway. Dirk Bentley has some kind of venue there in Nashville. And I saw where he's giving every one of his employees at that place, a thousand dollars.
8: Yes. Yeah. A lot of the artists are bringing, getting together to help get that with, uh, I know Steve Smith is he's bringing some, uh, helping in. And even though they got a lot of money coming in, but I heard that a lot of the artists are doing that. John Rich is doing that. Um, so uh, still paying the medical care stuff so they don't lose their health insurance. They're still paying their health insurance, too. So once again, they call you know, the national strong, as they say, because um, that's what the whole model was a couple of weeks ago when the tornado hit. Mm-hmm. And it's continuing on with the coronavirus hit.
0: One, um, one bit of positive news. We hope this doesn't change. But the venerable Grand Ole Opry, which started way back in the mid-1920s, they've announced they're going to continue with the Opry, but only as a radio broadcast, no live audience. And, of course, that was the way it was when it started with, I think, George D. Hay and others back in the 1920s. So the Air Castle of the South, WSM AM 650 in Nashville. You can tune in this weekend and listen to a live broadcast of the Grand Ole Opry sans live audience.
8: You know, I love the Grand Ole Opry, so I'm so glad that they're continuing it. Well, you know, because that's I, what we do. We sit back and listen to the radio or play our Spotify.
0: <laughs> well, the Opry wasn't around for World War One, but they were around for World War Two, and they survived that, and they survived all the other things that have happened in our country. And, yes, there's no reason that can't continue in some way, shape, or form. So that should be a little bit of normalcy going on here this weekend other changes though the academy of country music awards announced they're going to move from their originally scheduled date of april 5th to quote sometime in december they can't quite nail down the time because nobody really knows when this thing's going to get the heck out of here when the show does air it will go it's going to have a new host precious as the 55th acm awards are going to be hosted by keith ibben who was last year's ACM Entertainer of the Year for the past two years. And for 16 years total, Reba Nell McIntyre was the show's host. Former hosts also include Blake Shelton, her fellow Oki, as well as Georgia Boy, Luke Bryan, and Dirk Bentley, also a co-host, co-host at one time. But Keith Urban getting the host role, when and if the ACM awards happen later on in the year.
8: Yeah, I think they – uh They were talking about December, but I think they're actually going to try to do September. Um, Only they may have to move them that late, only for a couple of reasons. Uh, The touring schedule with everybody having to reschedule their tours to have the artists there they need there for the actual ratings game. And I don't mean that in any negative way, but you want to see Blake Shelton there. You want to see the Luke Bryan there. You want to see the Rebas and the Mirandas and all that. So but if they're on tour to try to make up for what. They're, what they're not doing now, they have to reschedule it in the venues. It's easy for Live Nation AGE to reschedule it, but it's actually a nightmare for the ticket people, the ticket masters and things like that, to try to get the tickets redone. You want to keep them, you want to change them, and you want to do it then, you know, Um you know, time does change a lot of things. So uh, I'm hoping they can get it in September. That's also when the Americano Awards are and the National Starwriters Award. So hopefully they can work it into an already, already crazy busy month. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so do. So hopefully it will work out.
0: And speaking of that former ACM co-host, Dirk's Bentley, well, his kind of startup group, Hot Country Nights, they've got their own unique spin on the coronavirus. Precious? What in the world is this photo I see circulating of Hot Country Nights? What what is this all about? Tell us.
8: Um, well, that's what he put. I think he's to take the of course. You know, Dirks. He's he's already well. If you, especially if you work with him, you know, he always has a great sense of humor. But uh, yeah, he is actually doing the uh, the uh, talking about. Even though that they got the virus, that uh, some of his fans had the virus, that he's still got. A, be able to paint uh, them, even though if they're home and not doing it. So that's what that picture is about. Yeah. It's also about talking about his new record. Yeah, that's The, pic- the picture about.
0: has the group wearing the mask that everybody's oh, yeah. having to put on now because of this coronavirus. And assuming this doesn't get pushed back, Hot Country Nights with Dirk Bentley in the lead role there. Their debut album, The K is Silent. I love that. That's going to be oh, out yeah. on Capitol Records Nashville May 1st. Dirk Bentley produced this and he serves as co-writer on half of the 10 tracks and serves up one of the most satisfying debut albums since 1999. And of course that was Dirks who had his debut I think out that year. And The K is Silent, available for pre-order right now at digital retailers to break your coronavirus boredom. You can go out and pre-order The K is Silent right now and help old Dirk Spentley, who we told you is helping out his employees, giving them a little extra spending money since his venue on Lower Broadways, just like everybody else, is having a tough time right now. We've got more to talk about with Precious Harris in the next segment. want to tell you a little bit about what's going on on the country charts right now brett young's catch is at number five this week luke bryan's what she wants tonight is at four ken folk from sam hunt is at three jake owens homemade at two and Home Sick" from kane brown is your new number one on the billboard country airplay top five a little trivia question for us here on today's y'all show as we go to break in 1973 bw stevenson had a hit with this song featuring a girl's name brooks and dunn released a cover version in 1996 that topped the billboard hot country songs chart can you name that song originally done again by bw stevenson and then brooks and dunn back in 96 went to number one with this big song we'll play that song and have that answer after this break as we continue with more of our discussion with our maven on music row precious harris
2: Well, look who's home. How was your day, hun?
3: Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting.
2: Lie down on me and we'll talk about it.
3: Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey,
2: I'm just a mattress doing my job.
3: You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through.
2: If you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund.
3: And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress.
4: Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier Mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and
1: conditions. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (gasps)
4: Come a long, long way. I've been longing to see her when she's around. She takes my blues away, sweet Maria. The sunlight surely hurts my eyes. I'm
0: a monster hit back in 1996 for country music super duo brooks and dunn i can't tell you the name of that song yet because it's part of our trivia question and welcome back into the y'all show as we wrap up our wednesday edition visiting with precious harris and that song you're hearing was the 1996 remake from brooks and dunn of a song originally done in 1973 by bw stevenson and it's a song that featured a girl's name as you might have heard there can you name that song, Precious Harris?
8: Of course I can, because it's actually my favorite song in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, and two thousand. Not not kidding. It's actually one of my favorite songs of all time and my top five. Top five favorite. It's oh. a uh, My Maria.
0: Yeah, My Maria. Larry Carlton played lead guitar on that original B.W. Stevenson version, which was not a country song. I guess it would have been a pop song slash rock back in the early 70s the brooks and dunn version won the 1997 grammy for best country performance by duo or group with vocal and precious when that song came out i'm gonna kind of brag on myself here i don't know if you would agree with me or not but i knew at the time when that song was out and such a big hit it just kind of seemed like a benchmark of the country music era that we were in In fact, this song being such a hit for Brooks and Dunn, when that song peaked at number one, uh, you could almost say that was the end of the era of those... Early '90s artists, at least dominating. It seemed to me from that point on, you had the emergence of people like Tim McGraw dominating, and others. Sort of the the fresher blood of the '90s seemed to be stepping in after that one. That's my own observation. But I, I just I vividly remember that time when that song was out, being sort of like, okay, if this song could hit number one, then we've moved into a new era of country music
8: yes i remember like i said i was their intern in the early 90s in 92 mm-hmm. so they had been around for about five years and had already established themselves as country stars you know um uh, i will tell you tim mcgraw was coming out around 1997 uh because if you remember arista was the sort of a, a new label even though they've been around since 91 they had actually started breaking artists in that and uh In the same year, I think, was the first year I ever got to attend the CMA Awards, and I thought it was a hot tamale. I'm telling you. Anyway, it was uh, Alan Jackson won Best New Artist, or what they call Horizon Artist back then. And Brooks and Dunn was up for Best New Duet, or Best New Duo. So once they established that, you know, they were bringing out other artists like Restless Heart had won, I think, uh, Group of the Year that year or year before. So they had a lot of things happening with them at that time. And of course, five years into it, all the other labels, because the mainstream had opened up like Tim McGraw was coming out and you had like Neil McCoy who'd established himself and Tracy Lawrence who established himself and John Michael, the Haddacks, the Clint Black. So it opened a door for not just traditional artists, but the newer acts too that were still riding that mainstream run
0: precious today is march 18th this is a big day in country music for three different occurrences that all happened on this date it was on this date in 1974 that the grand Ole opry moved from the ryman auditorium to its spacious home out at what would be called opryland as it moved out there just off of briley parkway and sadly opryland closed back in 1997 replaced by a darn shopping mall <laughs> but the Opry returns to the ramen during the winter months, but it normally is out at what's just like I said, the old Opryland next to the Opryland hotel. And so that move away from downtown Nashville happened on this day in 1974. On this day in 1980, precious, arguably the greatest country music song ever. He stopped loving her today from George the Possum, No Show Jones. That song was released on Epic Records. George Jones told producer Billy Sherrill, nobody will buy that morbid SOB. That <laughs> <Well, laughs>
8: yeah, would be George.
0: Well, they sure did, George, and it's just one of those songs that you could hear a million times and that wouldn't be enough. That song came out today in 1980. Gosh, forty years ago today. Wow. And, and then finally, it was twenty-nine years ago today, Precious. Sadly, a plane carrying seven members of Reba McIntyre's band as well as her road manager and two pilots crashed just after takeoff from an airport near San Diego, killing all on board. Reba and two other members of her band and her road crew were not on board that particular plane when it crashed on this day, March 18th, 1991, a day that a lot of us will never forget.
8: Yeah, it was, I remember the day it happened because I actually I had a friend of mine, uh, Chris Austin, I had met through uh, my one of my best friends from high school's um, producer uh, friend and knew Chris Austin. He was actually an up-and-coming artist, and he was a member of Reba's band. And I remember seeing the headlines in the Tennessee in that morning, and I remember just bawling my eyes out because I knew that lives were changed, not only in those seven people they lost, but just music row itself. It definitely was uh, sad day and you know reba it took her a while but she came back um it was hard for her because i had someone who who worked within the organization and said you know it she's still you know she come through it and everything but it was really hard on her for about five years
3: That's so, but, survivor's
8: uh, guilt for sure yeah and her mother passed away you know last week so our thoughts and prayers are without her I mean, with her right now, but Reba's lost without her mom now. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's, you know, Reba's mom was a Christian and she was, she said, you know, I know she's in a better place. And so, and her mother, I think was like 96, 95. She was, you know, but she looked beautiful. She had that beautiful skin like Reba does. She did not look her age. So, uh, you know, sympathy, prayers for Miss Reba on that.
0: Some birthdays celebrated this week. The great Mississippian Paul Overstreet celebrated a birthday on St. Patrick's Day. Today, happy birthday to another Mississippian, Charlie Pride, Sledge, Mississippi, turning 82 years young. Country Charlie wow. Pride. Also celebrating today, his 46th birthday, Philip Sweet of Little Big Town. And later in the week, on the 20th, you got writers in the skies, Ranger Doug Green celebrating a birthday, as well as Jim Seals of Shenandoah, Jerry Reed, the great Jerry Reed, the singer-songwriter, born on this weekend, March 20th, 1937, and Jerry Reed passed away back in 2008. Precious, yeah, yeah. We've, had a, there. we've had a very active report from you today, and we appreciate the knowledge and more. And, of course, keep up with Precious, NashvilleMusicLine.com, and she'll have all the updates going on with Nashville and the coronavirus. And we look forward to talking with you next week. And hopefully, Precious, things will be a little bit more calm.
8: Well, I hope so, too. And before we go, I want to say a happy birthday Friday to my dad, who will be 81 years old on March the 20th.
0: All right. So wish
8: a happy birthday for him, too.
0: Daddy Tom's happy birthday from your little girl and all of us yeah. here at the Y'all Show.
8: Well, thank you. Have a good week, everybody. What
0: is What does Daddy call you affectionately that nobody else calls you?
8: <laughs> well, he used to call me Dipstick when I was in high <laughs> school. But he calls, he calls me, uh yeah, that, that's Sheldon's daughter. Because everybody used to say, oh, that's precious, Daddy. He doesn't have a name. Yeah. So that's he lovingly calls me. Yeah. All right. Our report Sneaker from riches.
0: precious, precious Dipstick Harris. Thank you much. <laughs> bye bye. All right. That concludes our show today. We'll be right back here Thursday with an all new Y'all show, Talk with a Southern Accent. Thank y'all for listening and be safe out there.
6: My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at.
1: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk.
0: A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.